Good morning. This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm here with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here to talk about energy markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcast and blog. We'd like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system, strategy, or recommendation. You're not responsible for any trading decisions taken by anyone. Information is not guaranteed to be accurate. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is November 12th. And I feel like, uh, once again, there's a lot going on, Andy. Good morning. I thought we Good morning, were... Jim. I thought we so would... it's a lot going on in, in this market. Yes. I hate to use that phrase, a lot of moving parts. But um, <laughs> let's, let's start with demand. We had the, we had the big three oil market reports, monthly oil market reports from the International Energy Agency, the U.S.'s EIA, and also OPEC. And they all uh, downgraded um, or or revised downward their demand, especially for the the fourth quarter. And um, maybe you can kind of summarize uh, what they did and and what you think. Well, first of all, I have to uh, say it's it's really no surprise to us here at – Commodity Research Group at CRG, because I think we've been saying almost every single podcast that these demand estimates were much too high and that we would would not be surprised to see them revised downward. And uh, indeed, the the three of them uh, revised demand downward, as as you said, Jim, mostly in the fourth quarter. Uh, There was about a million barrel a day revision for both OPEC and, uh, and the IEA. Uh, I think the IEA was uh, downward by 1.2. Most of that revision, the IEA says, is as a result of the lockdowns in in Western Europe or in, or in Europe, as well as the uh, mild start to um, the Northern Hemisphere winter. And again, you you look at uh, at what's happening with with the lockdowns; it, it directly affects. Uh, transport demand. We, we've been talking about this since uh, you know since February or or March, and uh, you know our, our number uh, w- was one that we thought the lockdowns in, in Western Europe was going to lead to a decline of about a million barrels a day. So we were pretty close to uh, to where the uh, IEA was, where the IEA was, and and they also revised downward into going into uh, first quarter. Uh, again, concerned about the uh, potential for lockdowns, not only in Western Europe, but, uh, but elsewhere. So, um, yeah, I, I think that their numbers were way too high even to begin with. So uh, that, it's not a big surprise that, that they revised uh, demand downward. And, and certainly, you know, there continues to be a lot of uncertainty on, uh, on where we're going uh, with demand, uh, a lot having to do with the where the where the virus goes, obviously, and and what government reactions are going to be to the uh, to the virus, as well as the progress of the vaccine. It should be noted that that while demand was revised downward um, globally, there are there are some pretty bright spot, spots, Jim, 
namely China and India, uh, are, are showing some pretty good growth. India finally showing you know, some year-on-year uh, -year growth. Uh, so that, that's, you know, that, that's certainly an underlying bullish factor, uh, but it's, it's nowhere near enough to, um, it's nowhere near to enough to, to make up for uh, the losses in, uh, you know, in OECD demand. Well, it's interesting. Um, after looking at all three of those reports, you kind of get a little bearish feeling inside and you look at the market and it's going up. What, what's going on there? That is uh, what's always great about, about commodity markets. But if you looked at all the data, there's been a lot of data that's come out in just the last, uh, in the last, this week, um, certainly beginning Monday with the, with the great news about the uh, Pfizer, about the, the progress of the vaccine. But uh, you, you look at all the data that, that's come out and to me, most of it was, was bearish. You know, there, there was real, there would be uh, no reason just looking at the data uh, to think that the market was really going to, to improve all that, all that much. However, you know, we're, we're not the only ones looking at this data because uh, the, obviously uh, OPEC and uh, their um, pro producer allies, namely the Russians, uh, are, you know, they're also looking at this data. And, you know, if, if they start, and they are going to take a very serious look at all the balances, uh, you know, the, their meeting is uh, November 30th and December 1. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to look at these balances and say, you know, we're supposed to increase production by uh, 2 million barrels a day for the first quarter uh, 2021. But looking at some of these demand estimates and some of, some of the calls for OPEC crude and some of the calls for non-OPEC crude, you know, they've got to be thinking that, that it would not be a wise choice yeah. at, at, at this point. And I think the market is beginning to, and they're putting out those trial balloons, like, hey, we, we might not increase production that like we said we would. In fact, you know, they're even talking about maybe even reducing production for the, for the first quarter. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, so, so I think that really removes a real bearish factor for this market. Because and that was uh, two million a day, right? Two million a day, yeah. right? They, they increased two million a day in uh, August, and you no, know, in reality, they never they never really got much of a bang for that. You know, they, they ne that didn't really, you know, the, pri the price didn't go. Uh, not that they really would have. I think they were expecting the prices would be a, even would be a little bit higher because remember they're trying to match their output to demand, and because the demand has been consistently lower than what they had thought when they, you know, when they met a couple of months ago, you know, it's kept the, the market is, is much below, I think what their, their expectations had been. So, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be anxious after really not gaining all that much by increasing production. I mean, obviously they're gaining revenue, uh, but you know, at, at about the same price or even lower. I mean, let, let's not forget that last, you know, just last week or seven or eight tr sessions ago, WTI was down around 34 bucks, below $34. Right. So, 
you know, it hasn't really been a great, it hasn't been what OPEC plus had really wanted, you know, for this quarter. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain that uh, they're, they're going to be taking a hard look at, at increasing production for next quarter and, and decide not to. And I think the market's there too. You know, I think the market's, I think the market's there too. And that's, that's, part of this this rally that, that you're really removing a uh, what would be an overwhelmingly bearish factor for this market if, if production was to go up by 2 million barrels a day. Yeah, you know, it's interesting uh, a few months ago or when this uh, uh, pandemic was in the beginning, um, I think you talked about how difficult it was to get a handle on demand and, you know, we would see revisions by millions of barrels and you know, now it's maybe hundreds of thousands of barrels, but still, I think the um, EIA suggested that they might be overestimating demand. I think they actually said their risk to their numbers is probably on the downside. So, yeah, it's hard to believe OPEC would. Well, I mean, they did it earlier this year, but that was more of a uh, that was more of the Saudis, you know, flexing their muscles. But um, so basically, I don't know if you want to put put a probability percentage on it, but you. You think the way the situation is right now, going into this November 30 meeting, that these guys are not going to put 2 million barrels on the market? And is there a positive probability that they might take barrels off? What's, what, well, what, what's your feeling on that? You know, first of all, when, when they're sitting at these meetings uh, looking at the market, what's the number, what's the no, their number one decision factor is where is the price today, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. the price today? Of course. Uh, so, you know, if, if the market is, is Brent is closer to 50, you know, or even above 50, which I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see that, but you know, if the, the higher the price, I guess the, the more the potential for them to, uh, you know, to, to increase their, their output. But I, I really believe that the, the probability, uh, I would say there's a two thirds probability that they won't increase, maybe even higher than that. Decreasing again, that may, that's going to depend on the price. If the market's really taking it on the chin in two weeks, yeah, they may look at, at decreasing, decreasing production, increasing it again. I think that I think Brent's really going to have to be flying for them to, uh, you know, for them to be increasing production for the for the first quarter. It's interesting that you say that these uh, OPEC guys are looking at their screens because we we remember the day when um, in in one OPEC meeting when a minister said those numbers on your screen are wrong. You remember that when the <laughs> future start just started, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. It was like I think it was nineteen eighty six, something like that. Anyway, so we talk about OPEC. What uh, Libya's been in the news? Are they actually producing a million barrels a day right now? Well, that's what they say. That's what uh, they say. That, yeah. That's what they say. Uh, although they did put a, a caveat that um, the you know, they may not be able to sustain a million barrels a day, but I think even a million, even getting to a million this quickly is, uh, you know, is a tremendous job by them. Uh, most analysts, including myself, thought there was no chance that they'd get to a million in, in 2020. You know, we'll, we'll, again, we'll see if it's sustainable. They're talking about trying to get up to one, three, or maybe even higher. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. First quarter. 
Yeah, I mean, if they're if 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 one million's this quickly, so surprising, maybe they can get to one three, and then we'll have to see how long they can. Yeah, do that. and and that's another thing that's um, undone. You know, undone OPEC is that, uh, or that is that Libya's been, been able to increase production. Of course, they are not part of the uh, OPEC Plus agreement, so we'll see. And we'll also see how long, you know, until they until they're brought in to the to the agreement. But uh, I think Libya was talking about well, maybe by, you know, maybe by twenty twenty two, you know, we'll we'll look at it. Uh, but, but, you know, that's been a factor. Uh, Iraq too, um, has increased production, although today there were some news items about, uh, Iraqi production being actually being lower for, uh, for November. We'll see cause they're under pressure, you know, that they've had trouble, uh, getting Kurdistan into, into, uh, into the, into cooperating with the, with the, um, with the government. So th- those are two. Those are two actors that cl- that clearly want to see the output, you know, see, see in- increase output. We'll see. We'll see where Iraq, you know, what 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 the Iraqi numbers end up being. So you um, so far you mentioned uh, China and India demand is picking up over there, but but Europe's going into lockdown and demand will probably come down. What was what does that do for the flow of say products and oil in general? Well, I think we're going to start seeing uh, products moving ever, ever westward because we'll see, you know, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be increased exports out of China because the, um, all their export commitments or their quotas haven't, haven't been met. And uh, inevitably, uh, I think the marginal barrel is going to start moving uh, ever westward particularly you know europe is is diesel is could be real could be problematic um because as we know their um you know diesel powers a lot of the a lot of the cars uh, unlike in the us so uh, i think we'll probably start seeing these we already saw uh, pretty high diesel exports into the us for the the last not this week but the prior two weeks they were they were like off the charts and i think we'll probably start seeing that particularly since the hogo um the spread between heating oil and gas oil is, is pretty high uh so you know you could you can make it work so i, I think we're going to start seeing some of that excess uh just just keep moving west so um let's let's talk about the u.s u.s is the covid cases are starting to increase exponentially and um, it's kind of in disarray as as far as a federal policy, but each each state has, a, I know in New York, they're doing sort of a mild lockdown, not like it was earlier in the year. We seem to know more about the, the pandemic than we did back then. What's what's your feeling for, like, let's, let's talk about product demand in the US and then we'll talk about um, oil production. Well, uh... Demand has certainly um, improved dramatically over the last, you know, since the since the lows, right? You know, which is not, which is, you know, not saying all that much. I mean, the low of uh, U.S. total product demand 
in April was like 14.7 million barrels a day. Uh, and right now it's running around 19 million barrels a day, you know, so we've certainly seen some improvement uh, across, the, you know, across the board, but it's nowhere near what it should, you know, it's nowhere near like the, like the last five-year averages you look, you look at, um, you know, you, you look at total, total demand and it's, you know, let's say it's, it's running at 19, 19 million and the five-year averages are 20 and a half to, to 21. So, you know, we're not really, we're, we're improving, yeah but we're not, you know, we're not close to close to normal. Um, the EIA is, is a little more optimistic than I am. <laughs> on, on demand, yeah, which is not surprising, but right. um, you know, I, I think if we look at diesel demand, has been pretty good, improving. You know, there's still good demand for goods. Uh, October was a was a good month because of the harvest. Uh, November, we'll, we'll see, and you know, November, December, January, we're going to start getting into. You know, we'll start getting to weather for uh, diesel, but diesel's probably, you know, of the, of the major transport demands the best. Gasoline's challenged, Jim, because of of the unemployment. You know, we need we need job. We need people to be going to their jobs, and you know, the employment picture is improving, but you know, we're still we still have millions unemployed. Uh, right. You know, I do I do see. Um, we had that we. We had a bounce back in GDP. Oh, was that in the second quarter? No, third quarter. Second quarter, and and um, we're we're looking for. Sorry, what, what was the plus thirty? That was third quarter. And they're look. The, the consensus estimate is we're going to grow another three and a half percent or so. Right. Uh, this quarter. So underneath all this, it's it's still really bad, but we seem to be moving upward. So right, we're it, moving upward slowly. Slowly, but it, it, supplies still still are swamping demand. But we're, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to. I guess what I'm trying to get a handle on are are the suppliers in, in terms of uh, refining capacity and oil production uh, adjusting enough to balance this market, given that our demand is still below last year, but moving upward. So. The answer to that question is yes. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the answer is yes because total total supplies, you know, they, they've drawn from the from the highs. We we were at like uh, one point four five billion barrels, and now we're down to uh, you know one point three. What's what was the last one? One point three six. So you know we've drawn slowly. And refinery capacity is, I mean, runs are way down. And U.S. domestic production is, is down a lot from the, the highs. So they have adjusted. But, you know, it was such a shock. Oh, yeah. The second quarter that, you know, we, we, we still haven't gotten anywhere near. You know, we're, not, we're just not close to normal. Right. And it, it's going to take, you know, it may, it may take, according to the EIA, if if you look at day supply, you know nor, normal day supply, which is total stocks divided by demand, it's like you know sixty, sixty one, sixty two days. Let's say, uh, according to the EIA, I'm looking at this for uh, 2021. We're not 
we're not getting there. We're going to be in the mid mid sixties all year next year, which isn't you know which is better than where we were earlier, which was the, in the nineties. This is what I'm trying to say. In April, yeah. the day's supply was ninety five days, Jim. Okay, I right. Mean, completely off the chart. One of the you know just a massive yeah. supply shock. Yep. And of course, there was a price shock too. So let me ask you this in a let me ask in a different way. Uh, think about something like a fifty, sixty dollar call spread. So you let's say you buy the fifty dollar call, sell the sixty dollar call, and I'm giving you any any month next year that that thing goes in the money. So do you do you see prices going above fifty dollars potentially? I'm not saying that's your call. But any month of all of all next year, or yeah. just the first half of next year? Well, let's let's talk first half first of all. What do you, th you think that's a basically? Would you rather buy that or sell that in the first half of the year? Do I think do I think prices have a shot to get over over fifty? Well, there's always there's always a shot. We always have a shot. That's for sure. No, I I, I, I likelihood market, talk likelihood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's always a shot that it that it gets over fifty. A lot a lot of good things have to happen, and um, I guess I'd rather be a seller that call spread than a than a buyer, Jim. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the market is really still gonna, you know, even even with even with the vaccine, you know, the market's still gonna it's still gonna struggle. And, yeah, and the, you know what what's the the key thing? And let's get back to let's get back to OPEC, you know, the and, and OPEC plus. If more if the prices rally really sharply. You know, yeah. as we had in the second or third quarter, they're they're not sitting on their hands. No, you know they're 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 way they're you know they're anxious to increase production. There's a lot of pressure on that group. I mean, the Russians are, have you know they they've been I shouldn't say, they they've they've said you know many times they want to increase production. I don't think they're going to right now, but you know they have there's a lot of spare capacity within within OPEC. Right. So a lot of overhang. There's a lot. There's a lot of overhang in, in in stocks, and then also behind that, there's overhang in excess capacity. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, and, and, and as I said, you have a lot of producers that are, you know, anxious to the uh, Persian Gulf producers. Um, Libya is not in the agreement, but and then, you know the. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the, the, we get this great news about a potential vaccine coming, and and. Um, it's the question of when. So we, we, you know, we talked about this when you, when you're trading uh, futures contracts, the December futures goes off November. In fact, the December option is gone before the OPEC meeting happens. So, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, we've got this vaccine, that's great news. When does it become effective in terms of oil demand? Is it it's probably, I think the IEA even pointed that out and it's not going to happen until late 2021. Right. Right. So it's terrific news. And, but, it, but from a, from an equity standpoint, if you're, so if, so if you're buying, you know, if you're, if you're counting on demand from that vaccine to help you out, it's not going to help you out for a while. But if you buy, let's say a, a, a basket of oil equities, you know, and they, and they're going to be still in business by the second half of the year. It's going to help them out. It's just not going to, you know, it's, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, yeah. the dif difference between 
it, it's like when uh, when our old our beloved company went uh, bankrupt and the judge came in and froze accounts. I mean, I get I get a sense the judge was used to dealing with stock and bond companies as opposed to commodity companies because we had some people that had gas oil and it was going to delivery in two days. You know, it's not like owning Apple stock; you can own it for as long as you want to. So, is it, so is it, you know, is it the news that affects sort of the the oil companies that are doing business, that, or, or or companies that uh, earnings are affected by changes in in uh, energy prices? It's it's different than when you're actually looking at you know the futures and in especially the options. Right, because we, we expire. Right, the yeah, we expire. expire. We expire. You know, yeah. Equities, you could keep keep trading, and yeah. they discount. You know, you discount future earnings and future cash flow. Yep. And uh, yeah. you know, certainly, one would hope that demand is going to be a lot stronger in in second half. But you know, we still have to get through the hurdles in the in the first half, and that you know. We don't know if there's going to be future lockdowns here in the U.S. I'm sure it's not going to be like it was in March or April. Right. But, you know, yeah. there could be there could be some targeted lockdowns. Yes. And then, you know, what? how does that affect our psyche? Right. Because the big problem still is jet fuel. You know, right. it isn't like people are jumping on or jumping on planes. Yes. You know, they're, they're not. I mean, there's definitely been in Asia this jet fuel consumption and flight data is improving a lot, but right. U.S. not so much. You know, it's right. improving marginally. Marginally, yeah. And that, and that's that's the big area of, of concern. Now, the the thing we haven't spoken about, Jim, and I know you always like talking about um, NGLs, you know, <laughs> polypropylene <laughs> and propane. But yeah. you know, that's really if we, that, that's you know the the Mrs. Robinson. Right, few that that's the good news is that yeah, plastics, you know, yeah. plastics, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that you know we're seeing. I, I think the numbers for you know we're seeing some decent numbers, and the EIA is expecting decent numbers for uh, ethane, propane, polypropylene, uh, naphthas, you know, all the others, you know, yeah. and for other quote unquote other other than the transport and jet fuel, you know, is is improving. We we also see a uh, I ran into a guy who uh, just one of the, one of the trucks out here that delivers propane tanks and he said his business is off the charts. People have been buying these outdoor heaters that are run by you know propane tanks. So you know I looked at the, it's it's probably not enough to move the needle because you know if it gets too cold those things are good. You know people aren't gonna aren't going to use them because it's still, it's way, they don't put off enough heat in the real cold weather. But right now, I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's moving enough to move demand, but um, you know, you could, you could see uh, all, all these weird things, the way people are adjusting to. Um, right. Well, I think, a, I think what'll move the, what'll really move the needle on propane is going to be um, a cold, you know, if, it, if yeah. it is cold, yeah. you know, and particularly cold in Asia because the Chinese, are, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll we'll see propane uh, demand increase. Well, the, the EIA has a really bullish outlook on propane in there. I mean, it, they're saying we're uh, something like 5% over uh, stock levels on, based on the five-year average now, end of October. And then coming out of March, we're going to be 16% below. So that's a, 
I think that's a pretty hefty draw, 16% below the five-year average. So that's on top of the seasonal draw that you get. So that's a pretty big uh, swing. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, pans for out. propane? No, 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 that's for natural gas. Sorry, oh, okay. natural gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're expecting a, basically using a, going back to a more normal winter. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that'll certainly help overall. They're getting back to petroleum. You know, certainly help overall petroleum demand if we can get, you know, if, the, if we get a normal winter or colder than a normal winter would be, you know, it would, you know, that's probably worth three to 400,000 barrels a day right there. Right, right. Um, I just uh, noticed in the EIA monthly, and I, I put this on our blog and I actually posted it on, on LinkedIn as well, but the EIA mentions the uh, put call ratio of of uh, gasoline options, and it was it, they're saying that there's a uh, a way more puts trading than calls, relatively speaking. And um, there's actually some puts uh, that were um, trading in April gasoline of next year. So that's and, and that hasn't happened. So I guess they're they're saying that traders are uh, they always talk about the buy side of these things. There's also you have to remember that. If anybody's buying these puts, somebody's selling them. But anyway, that they're they're suggesting that people are taking buying protection against uh, gasoline uh, uh, collapsing over over the next uh, next period or going forward. And, you know what? Yeah, that's a problem. That might not be gasoline is is worrisome to me mm -hmm. uh, because if we do start increasing, we're going to start increasing runs. I mean, runs have been down. Uh, one to balance, yeah, to balance the market, but turnarounds and hurricane uh, damage has, have, you know, kept runs probably lower than they ought to be, and they are going to increase. And you know, if gasoline demand is is comes in soft, you know, this this winter, you know, we could we we could be in trouble on gasoline. So you know so what? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's it makes rational. sense. Yeah, it's yeah, rational. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just rational. It's just, uh, you know, I've never seen them. I mean, they used to, they, they talk about options sometimes, but not very much. And um, the other thing is I, I had forgot, almost forgotten these things that traded. They, they, they had they a trading? heyday. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they not that much. It's very, yeah. very liquid. But, you know, they, they, they had a heyday way back when, and I don't know, maybe 2001 or something. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen them. I don't, I don't even follow them. So that was, that was like an eye opener. That, that um, might have been around our heyday, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Well, speaking of uh, time decay, I was just looked at the op options have been interesting. You know, they, they got really quiet for a while. Now they're back, you know, trading over 100,000 a day. I think on some of these down days, they're over 200. Like, uh, was it November 2nd? We had that reversal day. And we uh, we saw vol get up to like sixty three and a half based on the the second nearby. It's around forty five point five now. So um, it's it, it's still quite high. I mean that's that's a that's a think about the long term averages around thirty. So we're we're still high. And and all the things that you know you've been talking about today that makes sense to me. I mean this you know we're going Europe going into uh, lockdowns. Uh, OPEC is deciding on what they're going to do. So we go into this uh, November 30th meeting and they do decide not to put the 2 million barrels and that's, that's their decision. They're going to wait and see. They roll it over. Going into 
the so, so the volatility tends to blow out on down moves and come in on up moves. Is that enough to sort of balance the market in the first quarter, or is it are we still? If they see? don't, if they don't increase, no, no. If they, yeah, if they don't increase, yes, they don't increase. Oh yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. It should. It looks like there's still going to be a, a stock draw. I mean, we, we're having a modest stock. There was a modest stock draw, it looks like, in fourth quarter. I think I had like one and a half million and the other one, the EIA and IEA were in the two million. But first quarter, it, it, it looks like the call on OPEC crude is, you know, like 26 and a half million barrels a day. They're producing 25 now. So we'll, we'll keep drawing stocks slowly. But, you know, that, that's a good thing. Right. You know, if we, and the IEA mentioned this, if they increased production, then there's no chance of a stock draw. And, right. you know, that, that I think would be, you know, I, that would be negative. Right. If they don't increase, you know, I think the market's discounting, on, on, you know, just like a rollover right now. So I don't know how much more it's going to rally after the meeting. Right. It's if they roll over. And if they if they cut, obviously that's going to be bullish. Yes, it's going to be interesting to to see how that plays out because you know you just what kind of information are going to have from now till they meet different than what they what I mean what's what's going to change basically from now till then. I mean obviously the whole world could change, but right, the whole yeah. world could change, right? <laughs> what, what, what am I saying? Yeah, what am I saying? What changed from last Monday to now? <laughs> right, that's right. Yes. I mean, maybe there'll be more. Maybe there'll be better news on vaccines. I don't know. The main change is going to be where the price is. So um, before we leave the uh, options, the uh, the spread options, I was look just looking at open interest, and in it's not too interesting. But um, I think these trades might have been put on a while ago. But uh, Jan through June strips of, like the twenty twenty year twenty twenty one Jan through June uh, one month spreads strip plus 25 calls have about 4,000 open interest. And so I was just, that's the first half of the year, obviously. But what, what do you think about that trade going in the money? I'm not talking about what it's priced at. I'm just wondering if you think there's a chance that thing goes in the money. Well, Jim, I think as you and I have said many times, anything, anything is possible. Can, anything's anything, possible. Anything is possible, right? And if I was to say, oh, there's no way on, you know, that, that, that the market could go backward data, we know what would happen. Well, if you said that, I would go out and buy a bunch of right, Exactly. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's, that's a trade of all times, right? Yes. That's a trade of all times. Well, we of always course. know if somebody said there's no way it could happen. That means that it, not only is there a way, but you know, well, it probably will happen. One of my favorite conversations was um, had a uh, guy on the phone and he's selling a bunch of out of the money calls. And he said something like, you know, I don't know where crude's going, but I know where it's not going. And so he's, and so he's selling a bunch of these calls and I, I hung up the phone. I, I wanted to call my grandmother and have her go <laughs> buy these things. I said, that guy was way too certain for this oil market. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And you, and I, you know what happened, you right? You don't even have to tell me. <laughs> you, just, you, you don't even have to tell me. I know exactly what happened. You know, it's it like, okay. happened yeah. like right away. It, oh, you're done selling? Yes. 
Market, yes. <laughs> yeah, markets are like that. They know exactly. I know. They know how to punish you. They do. They really know how to. But, but getting back to your question about backwardation, yeah. you know, certainly it, it is possible. And I think the way that could happen, obviously, if demand improves and margins get better, uh, you know, and, and runs are, are slated to increase. But on the yeah. domestic production side, you know, there, there are some people who, who believe that uh, U.S. production next year is really going to be declining at a, at a pretty rapid rate because of the, the depletion of, um, you know, the, the depletion rates and, yes. and uh, ri rising costs, you know, and think that production, which, you know, it, it was down because of these hurricanes. The, the IEA has it going from, the, the EIA has it going from like, you know, currently it's, uh, I think it's like 10.5. They have it going up to 11.1, 11.2, and pretty much plateauing around 11 million barrels a day. You know, there are some people who believe it, they're, they're on their way down to 10.6 million barrels a day next year. And, it, it, you know, if they're right, yeah, there's, there's a chance that, that these spreads could go, could go backwardated. Definitely a chance that it could go backwardated. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, I'm thinking second half of the year more likely, but, uh, yeah. Once once this vaccine kicks, listen, it's it's we're still a way, long way away, but let's say it's we get more positive news and we get it out there and you start to see the vaccine having an effect there. I mean, it, you might see a surge in in demand. It might be overwhelming demand surge and and uh, like to, to fly and to, to travel more. Definitely. I mean, you know, I'm hoping I think, I think there's going to. Yeah, there's got to be tremendous pent up demand. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you and I and everyone who's listening to this podcast is antsy to get to get out, to get going, you know, yeah. to get to yeah. get going. But, um, you know, it looks like we still have a, we still have to wait. Yes. Um, do you want to say anything about the election? Is anybody in the Biden camp? study in uh, Grant at Vicksburg yet or um, was, <laughs> what, what you, what, uh, let's talk about oil prices what is it, what's the need for oil prices? Right, we'll do a quick we'll, we'll do it quickly because we're, we're getting to the uh, to the end yeah you know, we're, we're getting near the end of our, yeah. our time but I, I think in the near term it, it's not going to have I, I don't see uh, a change of administration having all that much of, of, of an effect uh, certainly there's going to be a Certainly, there there's going to be a move towards the green. You know, there'll, there'll be more investment and, and more policy towards the greening of uh, energy. But that was on underway anyway. You right. know, the market was yes. moving it. The market was moving it anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that'll be. You know, the I don't know if that how long that's going to take really on on energy. Not a major headwind, but still moving forward and maybe now we have a it'll have a tailwind right it'll have a yeah. tailwind yeah. uh president-elect biden has has had said that he is uh not against fracking mm -hmm. uh he is against drilling uh, you know he's he's looking at, at drilling on you know future drilling on federal lands and in anticipation of that a, a lot of domestic producers just bought you know just stockpiled permits so, um, and those permits, I think, if I'm not, if I'm correct, they're good for a couple of years, maybe, maybe longer. So that, that, you know, I don't think that's going to have a major impact on, uh, on production, uh, in, at least in the short term. 
And politically, obviously, the, the big question is where we're going with Iran and Venezuela and the sanctions. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's going to play out a lot next year. But this, those sanctions, from lifting those sanctions to allowing Iran onto the market, oh, I'm sorry, from, from rejoining the JCPOA mm -hmm. to Iran actually increasing production, you know, getting more barrels onto the market, that's a long way to go. Right. You know, that, that's a long, long way to go if it ever, you know, if ever. Yeah. And that's, uh, yep. Yeah. And, and Venezuela, that, that too, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a difference, you know, that's going to take a, a lot of time. Uh, and I think as long as Maduro's in office, it may, it may not happen at all. Right. Right. Um, and finally, do you want to make a, uh, like a price? What do you think about prices going forward, say the next couple of months? I, oil, I, oil. Yeah, I, is there a chance to get up to uh, to fifty dollars? As as I said, yeah, I, I think there there's uh, you know there is a chance if uh, you know if we're, we're somehow able to dodge the uh, the COVID bullet here here in the U.S. But I, I think more likely, you know, I I I still like the market in like a thirty eight forty five dollar range, something something like that. Um, you know, we're, we're far from out of the woods, you know, even with this, even with this rally, um, you know, we're very far from out of the woods and we're a long way from getting, uh, you know, getting back to normal on, uh, on inventories, on demand, uh, production. So, you know, there's a, there's a long way to go. Now you didn't blink when we traded down to 34, you still thought that was a good range if i recall right you know 38 yeah you've been, you've been I, saying I, thought, 38. I thought that yeah i mean i i, I maybe the yeah man 34 i was a little surprised we got that that low but that was on the i think that was on the lockdowns yeah and the market was really freaking out at that point though this uh was that what was the recent low that we hit i think it was like um, 33 yeah yeah oh, right, right. something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you've you've had that range for a long time, and it's been yeah, pretty, pretty yeah, good. It's range. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's it's been pretty solid. You know, may, yeah. look, maybe OPEC plus decides to reduce production significantly, and you know that's going to give the market a lot of upside. Maybe these, you know, may, maybe the vaccines are distributed, you know, quicker. I, you know, yeah. a lot, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, I um I did a uh, little uh, class on. Uh, options and futures and I gave the students uh, a couple of ch uh, price charts and asked them what they thought about the market and one guy was talking about price he thought he thought oil would be in a price range and and we were talking about strategies he said would you would you sell a strangle or a straddle he said no way I'm too scared <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's I have that range as well but I just I can't come I can't uh, it's part of my bias from 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 forever but I also uh, think there's too much going on in here. So, yeah, there's you know. there's too much to go on. That, yeah. that may be the trade to sell those to sell those strangles, but it's not my trade. No, yeah, you, you, you yeah. might it, it might not be the best if you you know if if you're uh, if you want to sleep at night. Yeah, you no, know, if you're an insomniac, it probably doesn't matter then. Yeah. So, okay, thank you, Andy. We'll we'll talk again next month. Uh, anything else you want to add? Yeah, we are going to talk about natural gas next month. We have a special guest, 
and we're very excited about uh, about this guest. And, and Jim, we've been talking petroleum here for the last few years, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, talking a little bit about uh, natural gas, but somehow I think we're going to go, we'll, we'll be talking about petroleum too. Yeah, we'll sneak um, that in there. No, right, we'll sneak that in there, no doubt. Well, I want to hear uh, all about March, April, not gas. The Widowmaker. Yes. And thank you, Andy LeBeau. Thanks, Jim. Talk to you later.